The Denver Broncos win a Monday night football roller coaster and stun the Buffalo Bills in primetime action. We saw some vintage Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter. We'll break down all of the action and the recap from the Broncos' big time win on Monday night football on today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Denver Broncos improved to 4-5 and five on the season after a stunning victory against the Buffalo Bills in primetime action on Monday night. Football on the road will break down all the action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for rocking with us through the wins, through the losses, the good and the bad. Lockdown Broncos is your daily go-to every single day where you can get us for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast as the Broncos improve to a 4-5 and five record, another victory, a step in the right direction in the second half of the season. A lot to break down here as we go forth. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by Sarah Bettinger, Psy expert, predominantly orange, Com. Sarah, we get a Victory Tuesday podcast here on the show. I'm excited for everybody in Broncos country because this is a big win, right? But here's the thing. When we go back and overall we reflect on this game, it wasn't a pretty victory, but you know what? I tweeted it out. It was a win that mattered. It didn't come easy, and the Broncos had plenty of opportunities to get. I mean, to lose this game. They, they, there was a little uncertainty there in that final two-minute stretch here, but hey, ultimately the Broncos find a way to do it, they capitalized on some Buffalo Bills mistakes, which ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what you want to see the Broncos do. They did just that. Big time win here. Primetime action. Big time win, Cody. I just got to say, since you and I met each other in person, I mean, I think uh, if I check if my watch is correct here, the Broncos are 3-0 and since that meeting in person. So I don't <laughs> know if, uh, if who does Rob Walton cut us a check or Greg Penner. Or, no, I'm just hey, joking, obviously. Please do. But, hey, Yeah, please do, guys, if you're listening. But in all seriousness, Cody, a huge win for the Denver Broncos. And to to beat the Buffalo Bills on the road, I I think everybody who predicted the schedule at the beginning of the season kind of penciled this in as a loss on paper. But when it turned into a must-win game, it really kind of became something different, didn't it? I mean, the Broncos are 4-5 and right now. Obviously, that's not great, but they are back into the playoff picture which is very nice to be able to say we get some meaningful football games. This team is turning things around and to beat Buffalo and Kansas city in back-to-back weeks. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that in today's NFL. I think the last team to do that, Cody, was it the Cincinnati Bengals en route to the Super Bowl or something like that? I mean, probably, but it, it just doesn't happen. You don't see that happen in consecutive games for a team. I mean, It's crazy. And the Broncos have done it. So they've confused everybody effectively now from the first half of the season, wondering, hey, what is what is this team? They're one and four. They gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. And now here they are. They 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 Cody, this Broncos team, the defense, the the offense making plays in the clutch. I mean, it's not always pretty. And it was nearly a disaster with Will Lutz missing that field goal before the Bills were caught with 12 guys on the field. Near disaster there. We'd be having a very different conversation. But 
things worked out in the end. The Broncos found a way. They they got enough opportunities and they won the game. I mean, it, it's crazy to be sitting here doing a victory post game after the Chiefs and the Bills in two straight games. And that's big. And, and we talked about it, right? We opened the show saying this game was a roller coaster. And, and look, like Denver, we talked about how it wasn't pretty, but Denver found ways in that fourth quarter. Russell Wilson found a way. And look, I think a big catalyst of that, okay, the Buffalo Bills, they sent a cover zero blitz. They sent it after Russell Wilson. Didn't really have much time. There's nothing he could have done there. Got sacked, and all of a sudden it backs him up out of field goal range. What was it, third and 16 at that point? You're like, oh, no. Like, Denver's just going to have to take a shot here and then try to hope for a super long field goal. Well, then he just throws one up because the Bills do a cover zero blitz once again, just throws it up to Jerry Judy, and it's a little underthrown because obviously he's having pressure on his face there. It leads to a pass interference call on the Bills' defense. We're like, oh, wow, like this is this is just weird. So Denver, obviously, they run a few plays. Buffalo has their timeouts there. Will Lutz goes to kick the field goal. It's wide right. And then, as you mentioned, there are 12 men on the field. Like, thinking about that, like, after I saw the miss, I was like, man, that's exactly how this game was just going to end, wasn't it? At that point in time, for the Broncos to be in this position as they were week one against the Raiders. But then I saw the yellow flag, and I was wondering, oh, what's going on there? And they said 12 men on the field. I was like, oh, no. And then all of a sudden, Will Lutz, redemption, game winner, ice in his veins there. And look, I think overall, there were a couple special teams blunders, a missed extra point in this game a missed, a botched hold from the snap from Mitchell Fabroni to Riley Dixon that led to obviously a missed opportunity there that led to the Broncos then trailing 22 to 21 after Josh Allen kept a quarterback keeper off of the left side there for Denver's defense. But for them to find a way to win as ugly as it was, that's what you build off of, right? These are things that can help build for the rest of your season, right? We talked about it going to the bye week. Okay, Denver got some much needed momentum beating Kansas City. How do you come out of the bye week? Well, if you beat the Buffalo Bills, we're having an entirely different conversation on the optics of this football team. They win in primetime here. Now they have a Sunday night primetime game against the Minnesota Vikings who are on a little bit of a tear of their own. The Broncos have a very, very good opportunity, as we've talked about, to go on a run here. This type of win right here, as gritty, as ugly as it was, it's something you can build off of. It definitely is. It gives your team confidence. Look, you, you got to win. At the end of the day, you'll go back. You'll you'll look at the film over the course of this week. And what you're going to see amidst a hey, we'll look at all four quarters here. But at the end of those four quarters, you are going to see a victory on the scoreboard for your team. And ultimately, I can't help but think that is going to propel this Broncos team into something hopefully special, Cody. As we look at the second half of the season now, starting with Buffalo, Sean Payton over the last now 14 years has improved to 11-3 and three in post-bi-week games. He's, he's kind of nails in that. I mean, the preparation for the Broncos in this game was on point. They obviously had a really good game plan drawn up. I know it wasn't pretty all the time, but they, they did go out there and execute, especially defensively, early on in this game and the offense kind of minimized the mistakes, didn't they? So there were, there were penalties in there. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't pretty. What I think is really crazy about this game, Cody, I know we're going to talk a ton about looking ahead at this team, but 17 years ago, it, it was one of the games that I will never forget. The last time yep. the Broncos won in Buffalo and it happened to be Jason Elam at the time. Remember he scrambled onto the field. The Broncos had no timeouts left. 11 he seconds the field left. Goal unit had to, the 11 seconds left, they scramble on the field. They get the game-winning field goal. I believe it was J.P. Losman starting for the Buffalo Bills at the time. And Jay Cutler, the, the Jay Cutler era had begun for the Broncos. It was a crazy time, one of the most memorable games I've ever seen. 
Now here we are. The Broncos had to do that twice in this game. They had to run the field goal unit on at the end of the first half with no timeouts. And then at the end of the second half, obviously at the end of game situation, without those two field goals, they lose the game, obviously, right? Even, even if you do yeah. make those extra points. So pretty crazy to think about how full circle it has come. That was the last time they won in Buffalo. Now, 17 years later, they get another win in Buffalo, and it has a chance to, to continue stacking one on top of the other. This win against the Buffalo Bills now could push the Denver Broncos into firmly the playoff picture with, with how many games left now? I mean, you got eight games left. So, Seven? hey, we'll eight. see what happens. Well, at this point, too, look, we saw some vintage Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter here for the Broncos. Now, it wasn't entirely pretty for the offensive operation, but we'll dive deep into what worked for Russell Wilson and the offense late in that game. You're going to get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. We spent a lot of time talking together, you and I, and this episode of the show was brought to you by our friends over there at Jace Medical. We get fired up together on wins like the Broncos win on Monday Night Football and the losses, who starts and who sits. And I'm thankful for the connection that we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio prescription. And this is possible because of our friends over there at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. And a verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half. To have it, I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kick. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase today. We got a vintage Russell Wilson performance, at least at times, during this Denver Broncos shocking victory against the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. We're going to talk all about Russell Wilson and some of the clutch plays that he made, including maybe the unlikeliest touchdown you may ever see. But before we do that, I want to give a huge shout out and say thank you to every single one of you that makes Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day free and available everywhere that you get podcasts as well as you can watch Cody and I on YouTube and you can sound off in the YouTube comment sections another victory it's going to be a victory Tuesday for Denver Broncos fans out there so sound off your thoughts on the game your feelings at the end of the game I mean Cody I was I was sweating for probably 20 minutes after this game just I mean it just and it was crazy mayhem absolute mayhem but we got to talk about Russell Wilson. I mean, my goodness, he's he's not perfect by any means. I wouldn't say the offense, the passing game, I think struggled with some of the stuff that we've kind of brought up on this show a variety of times. But at the end of the game and, and at certain points all throughout the game, it was vintage Russell Wilson. And you love to see that. That's the number one thing, right? And And I think that the conversation, right, because of what's going on, with the Broncos, their start to the season, there was a stretch there in that second half where Denver's offense was abysmal. And look, Russ didn't. Russ had a couple of decisions that I think overall, when you watch it live, you're like, why didn't he just throw it away? And obviously, he ran up the middle, took two sacks in a row on one drive there. It's easy to nitpick those things, right? Because obviously, they're negative plays. They tend to get put under a little bit of a bigger microscope. But overall, the Broncos' offense, 
They didn't try to pass downfield too much, though. They took some shots, and obviously it worked out. Cortland Sutton, <laughs> we'll talk about that here in a minute here. But Russell Wilson was decisive when he needed to be. And I think the ultimate mark and where I was looking at for Russell Wilson is, okay, hey, Denver's in a situation now, late in this game in the fourth quarter, they need to drive. What do we see Russell Wilson do? He stood in the pocket. He fired a strike to Jerry Judy for a first down. And all of a sudden, the Broncos now have a first and goal situation. And he just he gets popped on a play-action play, tosses it to Javante Williams, who catches it for a touchdown from a few yards out. And all of a sudden, Denver's got the lead. And we're like, okay, hey, here's the big thing. Obviously, Will Lutz, there was that botched hold and snap with Riley Dixon. That led to, obviously, the Broncos going up 21-15 to 15 with plenty of time for Josh Allen and them. So Josh Allen, the Bills, they marched down there. They score after the two-minute warning. And so it, we're all sitting here. I'm sure you had the same thought, but I sat there. I'm like, all right, hey, or what? Russell Wilson has to be aggressive here. First play. like, And this was obviously like the second play he's done something like this, but he had that little shovel pass to Samashe Pirine on a very, very big play. He got the first down. All of a sudden, the Broncos are marching downfield. Then you get sacked, obviously, on one play where there was nothing he could have done on that zero blitz. Takes advantage of it, says, okay, they're going to send zero again. We're going to throw it up. And obviously, Jerry Judy, the intended receiver, gets in a good position because it's a high. It's one of those moon balls, but it's a little underthrown. And that's where that rule comes back about, you know, you have an underthrown ball and a defender's trying to get under it to make a play there and it leads to a pass interference. That's big. That's Russ being smart and recognizing, hey, we got to take a chance on this opportunity here to throw it up. And he did just that. He gave the Broncos the best chance to win this game. And look, I think overall, he was impressive. And he was 24 of 29 passing for a buck 93, two touchdowns, no interceptions, finishes the game with a pass rating of 117.4. But more importantly, he's also getting involved in the rushing game here, Sarah. Nine carries for 30 yards. That doesn't account for maybe some of the lost yards they had on sacks. So that's efficient, moving the chains when need to. When the Broncos needed a big play, Russell Wilson delivered. And I think ultimately that's what you want from your quarterback that you have signed to a long-term contract with all the questions surrounding this team, with all these questions surrounding Russell Wilson, he delivered a game-winning drive when the Broncos needed it. He did, and ball security was huge for him all throughout the game. And it really has been an emphasis this season, right? I mean, four interceptions through the first nine games. Of course, there's been a couple of fumbles that you'd like to have back, especially the one against the Commanders that kind of started the spiral out of control in that game. But for the most part, I think we've seen Russell Wilson make necessary adjustments and be much, much better in terms of ball security. And that has helped lead to living another down. How many times did we say last season during games as we were watching games like, I wish Russ would have just lived to play another down on that one. Don't put the ball in harm's way. Throw the ball away. Tuck it and run. Like Those were things that we weren't seeing consistently last season, but we are seeing that this year. And that has helped lead to two straight wins against two of the best teams in the AFC. I know the Bills are, are five and five right now, Cody, but look, that you can't you can't diminish this victory in any way. This was a must-win game for them. They, try. Been, they 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 will try. I mean, the Bills have been downright dominant. Three losses after uh after they've lost. So they've they've only lost consecutive games three times since Josh Allen became their starter. So it just doesn't happen for them to lose consecutive games. And the Broncos just made that happen. And Russell Wilson, I think, was a key reason for that. I mean, yes, 190-something yards. You would love to see that be up closer to 300, obviously. That that would have probably changed it. If that was the case, we wouldn't probably be talking about a game-winning clutch field goal. We'd probably be talking about the Broncos winning by two touchdowns because if the offense is moving the ball at that rate, I mean, it's a different story in terms of the final score, yeah. but 
that it's just it, it it's not been there. The the receivers aren't consistently open. The Broncos are going very much heavy on the offensive line. It's it's been tough sledding in the passing game, but Russ is making plays when called upon. And I think that's arguably Cody the biggest story from this game. And we got to talk about that touchdown to Cortland Sutton, the first touchdown oh, of the man. game for the Broncos. <laughs> I mean, it was insane. I thought there's no chance. He, he he just threw it away on fourth down. I about threw my, you know, my hat in frustration. Like, you got to be kidding me. You can't get two yards. But then Portland Sutton comes kind of out of nowhere and makes this play. Cody, according to Next Gen Stats, it is the unlikeliest touchdown in the Next Gen Stats era. One of the one of the craziest touchdowns you will ever see. Well, look, for Russ to do is like a vintage Russell Wilson throw that we've seen him make all those years in Seattle, the Tyler Lockett. And I was, I was thinking as well, I was like, oh, no, it's like, you know, he's floating. It's fourth and down. He, he flew it to a perfect point. And then Cortland Sutton, just great situational awareness and obviously great body control, toe drag, swag. Cortland Sutton hauls in his seventh touchdown catch of the season. He's come up big for them. Obviously, he's been a big, reliable target here for Russell Wilson this season. But you're right. Russell Wilson delivered without that play. Denver doesn't win this game. Like It's crazy to think when you go back, you know, look at the overall course of a game and ideally, yes, Denver's defense forcing five, I mean, five total turnovers. What If we're including takeaways and turnover on downs, there's five total turnovers that the Bills had in Monday night's loss here. But for Russ to make that type of play, circumstances considered for how this game was going, that was huge. That's a defining moment. And that's going to be something I think we look back on maybe four or five games from now, if Denver's actually in the playoff hunt, or if they're in a wild card position, we can say, hey, remember that game on Monday Night Football where Russ had the completed the most improbable play in the next-gen stats era to Cortland Sutton? That could be a catalyst right there. But Broncos country, what are your thoughts on, obviously, Russell Wilson's performance? As we mentioned, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty at times. But when Russ was needed, he delivered in a big way, and the offense came up big in the Broncos. 24-22, to big-time victory against the Buffalo Bills here. But you know what we're going to do here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, our post-game report. You know how we do. We always hand out game balls, and we want you to hand out your game balls as well if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening wherever you get your podcast. You're going to get all that action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Today's Lockdown Broncos post-game report is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Broncos, they entered Monday Night Football's matchup as a seven-and-a-half-point road underdog, and they got the win. So if you put money on the Broncos' money line there, you came away with some money after the big-time victory on Monday Night Football. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So if you put $5 on the money line for the Broncos on Monday Night Football, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets delivered directly to your account if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now with the NFL season ongoing, the NBA season launching, NHL season on the ice right now, you have a wide variety of options, and the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get through the NFL season here today. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 
As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, our post-game report, a victory Tuesday podcast for all the faithful in Broncos country. We just want to say thank you so much. We couldn't do this show without your support as the team goes through winning spells, hopefully more of them in the future. As they've undergone losing for the last seven to eight years, you've stuck with us every step of the way. We're so grateful for all of you. So thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast here. Sarah, this is one of my favorite things to do on a victory podcast. We get to hand out game balls here for the Broncos. I'm going to start things off here by talking about Russell Wilson. Once again, I think he deserves a game ball commanding the offense. Now, look, we talked about it in the last segment, his efficiency on the evening, coming up big when the team needed him to. But I think also he and the offense overcame some issues, right? Penalties. Denver had 10 total penalties on the evening for 61 yards. Nine of them were on the offensive side of the ball. It wasn't Lloyd Cushenberry's best game from a penalty standpoint, but Denver found a way to do it. And I think Russell Wilson's command in the huddle. And I think more importantly, in that fourth quarter, after the Broncos went down 22 to 21, you saw this calmness in Russell Wilson, right? They showed the camera on him as he was walking out to the field, as he's going to the huddle. And there was just this calmness. It didn't look like he was rattled. And obviously we know how loud it was obviously in Buffalo for this game. To me, that's the mark of a guy who's truly competitive. And we've seen this. He's a hard worker, but I think overall his performance in the last couple of weeks, we talk about it, Sarah. He's got five total touchdowns to zero interceptions in the last two weeks against Kansas City and against the Buffalo Bills. Two of the NFL's top defenses, by the way, Russell Wilson deserves a game ball. Who do you got? I got to go with Marvin Mims to start it off, Cody. I love giving one to Russell Wilson, but hey, in a game where you're, you know, forcing some turnovers, not necessarily capitalizing off of that, how do you supplement? You know, how do you make up for not scoring off of a bunch of turnovers that you're forced? Because that's the reality of where kind of the Broncos were at in this game. They did not score much off of the turnovers that they were given, which, like you said, there was five of them in total if you count the turnover on downs. Marvin Mims had a 31-yard kickoff return. He had a 27-yard punt return, and he had a 17-yard punt return. Every single one of those returns helped the Denver Broncos win the field position battle in this game. And the last one, the last punt return that he had set up, uh, I mean, really, the what I it wasn't technically the game winner, Cody, because obviously the Broncos had a, a game-winning drive after the Bills scored a touchdown. But look, it was just as important as a game-winning drive. It kept you in the game. It gave you an opportunity to go win the game. The defense gets a big stop, and Marvin Mims comes up with a huge return down the left sideline in the punting game. And his contributions this season, they have been few and seemingly way too far between. But I think the impact that he's making on a uh, a consistent basis in the return game, in the passing game, when the Broncos actually unleash him downfield, Marvin Mims gets a game ball from me for really changing this, the outcome of this game with his return skills. I agree with that. Look, I think without Marvin's returns and look, it's crazy between Denver's defense getting the takeaways that they got on Buffalo, Marvin Mims return that the offense just couldn't do more and put up more points than they did. Like that's the thing I think that will probably, when we go back and watch the film, we look at as missed opportunities. Like, ah, you know, they had the, they had a perfect opportunity to go big against the bills, but they just couldn't do it. And I, and this is where I also felt like in this game as well, I'm like, man, Denver's defense, they've generated four takeaways. They've forced a turnover on downs and the bills tied the game up and they're still in it. Like Denver has one negative play, one turnover, like they did obviously with the Cortland Sutton fumble. And then it's just a negative spiral. Like they can never recover 
Luckily, they were able to find a way to just grit through it, right? We talk about it not being a pretty win, but it was a win that mattered ultimately overall. So that's going to lead to me giving my game ball here. This might be, I don't know, it could be unpopular in the eyes of Broncos country. So I'm going to say Vance Joseph. I'm going to give Vance Joseph a game ball here, right? I think what he has done with the Broncos defense from a play calling standpoint, from obviously you talk about the personnel changes they've made, but statistically they've gotten better. They're allowing and averaging around 15 points per game allowed in the last three weeks. I'm very curious. I might jump up to like 17 after this week against Buffalo. That's pretty good. But also in two games, Sarah, the Broncos defense against the Chiefs and against the Bills back to back. A very, very tough task for any team in the NFL has generated nine total takeaways. And we're not even counting the turnover on downs, which if we did, 10 total stops that forced the Broncos to regain possession back of the football. I'm loving it. I'm going to give Vance Joseph here a game ball here. Obviously, Denver's run defense wasn't great, wasn't good at all. And they're going to have to improve on that in this, you know, after this game against Buffalo. But they came up big, generated the takeaways. They did their job. And I think ultimately, that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter how many yards you give up, but you get the ball back for your offense. They did that more so than we could even, I think, have expected. I think coming into the game, you and I were texting in the game saying, you know, we talked about it like the Broncos can't always rely on five total takeaways on the defense of the game. Well, five total stops that led to the Broncos regaining possession. There we go. We put it out into the universe here. How do you feel about that in terms of Vance Joseph getting game ball? I feel like it just at this point, what he's done, I don't think it can be ignored. I, I can't agree with you more on it, Cody. I think it's a great call, especially what he went through, you know, the beginning of the season, everybody in Broncos country wanting him to be fired, everybody regretting the fact that he came back. And it's just a mental fortitude. It's obviously sticking to the plan and kudos to the Denver Broncos for doing that, for believing in the, the personnel that they had on the defensive side of the ball, like believing that hey at some point this has got to get going like the, we have two good of players back here and and it's a group of players that I want to give my last game ball to which is the secondary and the pass defense look you go up against Patrick Mahomes I don't care if he's sick you shut him down against the Buffalo Bills Josh Allen was 15 of 26 with two interceptions Cody the Bills had six first downs through the air in this game. They were three of eight on third down. The Broncos did not have a sack in this game. They did have a few quarterback hits, but really to me, it was the coverage units that made the biggest difference in this game in terms of, all right, the Bills kind of got some momentum here before the first half. They get the ball back. They're going to go down the field and get into field goal range, right? Fabian Moreau steps in front of a pass, picks it off, and then the Broncos instead get a, a field goal before the half. I mean, you could start from the very first play from scrimmage, right, where you get the little swing out to James Cook and Jaquan McMillan comes, rips the ball out of his hands. I mean, just these guys are active. They're aggressive. They're pursuing the football. Justin Simmons with the interception off the tip pass. And you see a number of plays all throughout the game. Pat Sertan, the job that he did against Stephon Diggs, lost me my fantasy battle, Cody. As I, I, I showed you guys before the game, I was like, all I need is five catches for like 30-some yards. Stephon Diggs was shut down in this game by Pat Sertan. It was really impressive. And, and Sertan deserves all the kudos that he's getting. I know controversial statements have been made. He, Stephon Diggs, three catches for 34 yards on five targets. And I believe two of his catches came against Fabian Moreau. So there you have it. And, and it was just amazing, Cody. So the secondary, huge, huge victory for them individually and collectively in this game. 
No, Broncos country, you know how it is. We want to know how you feel about it. Who gets your game ball? Make sure you sound off in the YouTube comments down below. You can always tweet us on social media if you're listening, wherever you get your podcasts, at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger. We'll get you on all the aftermath coming out of the Broncos game. We'll more than likely have an update on P.J. Locke, who left the game with an injury. We'll have you covered with Sean Payton's Tuesday conference call with us. You'll get that on tomorrow's brand-new episode Locked on Broncos. Enjoy the victory, Broncos country. A big-time victory on Monday Night Football. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand-new episode of the show.